This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got the privilege to interview Lisa Nichols. Lisa, how you doing? I am doing great today, Brett. How are you? I am so good. Uh, it's good to be with you. I, I've heard so many great things about you. I don't. We've never met in person, uh, uh, but I've heard about you for years. And your good friend Adrian Bracy was just on the podcast maybe a month ago, and she said, "You know what? You've got to get Lisa Nichols on this podcast." I said, "Done." And uh, and so now here we are. So uh, well, so good to be with you. So you. Much. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Brad. It's always fun to to chat with uh, other people in business, and I'm sure we're going to have a good good time today. That's right. Well, you are the CEO and founder of Technology Partners, uh, co-founder. You and your husband co-founded that, and uh, now have 350 uh, plus employees, which is amazing. You have a podcast called Something Extra. And you are a wife, a mother, and probably the best title of all, grandma. That is the best title of all. <laughs> I, I I call myself, I'm not great, but I, I say I'm a yaya. That's what he calls A yaya. Okay. A no yaya. grandma. You're a yaya. No, okay. Yes. And uh, his name is Sawyer. He's nine years old and he is the light of our life. So that is awesome. Yeah. My mom is Nana and my mother-in-law is Tata. So we've got Nana and Tata at our house. So, uh, well, very good. So, uh, if you could, Lisa, maybe give us a little backstory of kind of what's made you the woman you are today and, and all the stuff that you guys are doing in your, in your company, it's amazing. And you're impacting, you know, really probably the world, but also the greater St. Louis area and the things that you are all doing in your company. And so we'd love to just kind of hear what made Lisa Nichols the woman you are today. Oh my goodness. Well, there's a lot there <laughs> that made me the woman <laughs> I am today, but let me just kind of take you back just a little bit on technology partners, if you don't mind, Brad. Absolutely. So my husband, Greg and I, as you said, we co-founded the company together, but we go way back. So we um, started going to the same church together when we were three and five. Oh my so, gosh. Yes. And grew up in Kentucky, small Western town in Kentucky and uh, started dating when we were in high school. And so even in high school, we both had an entrepreneurial bent and we don't have time probably to talk about it today. But I started a little flower business when I was seven years old. Um, but, you know, the 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 tag on that just to let you know, I started a fire flower business, but it wasn't a legit business because I stole our neighbor's flowers. <laughs> Star <laughs> my flower business, <laughs> which was not uh, did not bode well for me when my dad found out about that. But we both had an entrepreneurial bent. But even in high school, Greg and I would talk about when we when we graduated, starting something. 
thing. And we thought it was going to be, we both went to, to college to major in accounting and we thought it would be a CPA firm. Right. But along the way, he switched over and said, I'm going to go into computers. And and so we spent the first 10 years of our career in Fortune 500 companies, working for different Fortune 500 companies. And um, and then 27 years ago, decided to jump onto the entrepreneurial wagon. That's when we co-founded Technology Partners. But, you know, we brought our individual strengths to the table. And um, yeah, it's been a fun ride. But as far as what made me, what has made me the the woman I am to do today, I would say the first thing I have to, to, to shout out is God. You know, I'm a faith-filled woman. I Jesus is at the center of everything, of our life, of our business. I would also say, because I met my husband at such a young age, Brad, he was a huge yeah. factor of we grew up together basically you know we truly right, literally physically yes. yes physically emotionally yes. spiritually we grew up together so greg has been a huge impact on me and then i had amazing mom, mom and dad that you know i look at my mom and dad my dad had his own business brett and worked his business until he was 85 years old oh my goodness that, that is amazing incredible. And probably he's 92 now would have probably still been working his business, but my mom ended up getting sick and he gave up his business when she got sick. And so, you know, I just grew up with this, um, just a wonderful, uh, life with parents that love me, that gave me opportunity, that believed in me. And I realized that's not always the case for everybody, but, um, grew up with a really strong foundation. Well, that's a uh, very strong, uh, you know, one of the things as you on your podcast, you probably learned that is a, a strong pillar, uh, that faith. And then your family, uh, I call them the F to the fifth power. What I focus on every day is my faith, my family, my fitness, our fun and our firm, right. And those five things, that's how I try to filter all decisions to go through those things. And if I can stay locked and loaded on that, then good things should hopefully happen, right? Oh, that's a great way to live. Yeah. And I'm, I'm about yeah. simplicity, <laughs> you know, Brett. So I yes. love what you just said, uh, F to the fifth, and um, just looking at all those different kind of call them buckets too in your life yeah. and just make sure that those buckets are, are holistic and healthy and it's, yeah, that's part of it. So, so I, I love the entrepreneurial journey you talk about. And, uh, you know, myself, I, I was at a, a financial industry before and, and have been since I was graduated from college and, but about almost gosh, it was March of 2014, decided to take this leap and start visionary and, and all these things. And, and so it is, it's scary, right? I mean, and, and I'm sure you guys felt this, I think you said 1994, but when doing my research, what I loved is, you guys took a home equity line, a $30,000 home equity line of credit is what I read. I started your company. I, you know, needless to say, you're all in at that point, right? Cause it's you and your husband, you get your house on the line and here we are, we're going to go start this company. I mean, how scary was that? Talk to us about those early days, years, months, whatever it may be. Right. Well, we were young, Brett, and I think naive <laughs> sometimes is bliss. <laughs> 
we had no idea really what we were doing. There was no playbook. I, I yeah. often say, wow, today you think about the accelerators and the boot camps and things like that. We had none of that, really. Yeah. I mean, we were learning by the seat of our pants, basically. Now, I will tell you this. We had strong foundation from our Fortune 500 days. We started our careers at McDonnell Douglas. And I will tell you, I that was such an amazing place to start because we learned so much of the foundational um, things about discipline and systems and processes and things like that. But yeah, it was, it was scary. Now, the one thing that I will say, Greg at the time was consulting and we did not at that time, Brett, I feel very fortunate. We didn't live above our means. We yeah. really did live where we could, we could pay our bills based on what he was making consulting. So when we started the company, oh, he's probably working hundred hour weeks, right? Because he's working yeah. his consulting job right. in the business. But I, I basically was able to work pro bono for the first, okay. you know, um, it was probably a little over a year before we had enough to, to where I could actually draw a salary. Um, Can I but, interrupt her there real quick? So yeah, I, I love that. So it's over a year, right? Quoting you over yeah. a year before I could draw a salary. And so when you think about that, that's huge. And so many people, I think in today's world, they want that immediate gratification. I'm going to start this company and I need to make the same or more than I made this year. And that's just not, in my opinion, that's not starting a business, running a business, owning a business. It's not going to work that way. Yeah, it's not reality. And so, yeah. so when you're doing that, though, you have to think, how can you be efficient? How can you, how can you, you know, there's a book out there called The Lean Startup. If any of your listeners are thinking about starting a business, that's a great business. You don't want to go out and and lease space. You want to start small. You want to start small. Yeah. And so the reason we had to take out the home equity loan though, Brett, we are in the IT consulting business and IT people are, are very highly compensated. So we had to have a way to manage our payroll. Yep. And so really and truly, it was also controlled growth. So we had to say, okay, we can only add this many people this month. You know, it was it yeah. truly was slow and steady. We've been at this for 27 years and it's been slow and steady, you know, for 27 yeah. years. It's not a quick, if people think that you're going to get success overnight, it's just maybe sometimes that happens, but more cases than not, it's, it's a, it's a process, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I love that too. You talk about had to borrow money basically to pay other people's salaries. I mean, again, those people listening, how many people are willing to do that, right? I'm willing to borrow money, pay interest on the money. And with the belief uh, and, the, and the systems in place that I, it will work out and I will eventually pay myself back and pay my debt off, right? But I'm going to borrow money to pay other people. And not everybody's willing to do that. Right, right. Well, from the get-go, what we said, Brett, and this still holds true today, if we treat our people fairly... If we treat our people really good, our employees, the people that are working for us, they will in turn turn around, do right by our client, our success will follow. 
And so for us, that was really important because I will just tell you, Greg was consulting and, and some of the firms that he was consulting from or through rather, we would be calling them saying, hey, are we going to get paid? Right. And, and we just said, that is not who we are. I mean, we will we will grow very slowly before we don't pay people. Yeah. What, um, talk about the leaders, uh, you know, I wrote down here, how do we as leaders build employee engagement? And I, I mean, you have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of employees, right? So how do you and Greg focus on and your leadership team focus on building that client uh, or employee engagement, I should say? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's one that's really important, right? We say all the time, Brett, it's hard to attract people. It's hard to attract the right people. But it's also once you attract them, you've got to retain them. You've got to engage them. Um, So, yeah, there are that's been important to us from the get go is the way that we treat them. So in terms of our consultants, we all we we came on when we came on the scene 27 years ago, we had a very innovative, different business model. So most of the consulting firms that we were interacting with that were in on the market at the at the time, they would try and get as much of a margin as they could. And so they they would charge the client as much as they could, pay the person mm-hmm. the least amount that they could get away with, right? And we said from the get-go, that's not who we are. We are gonna, we are gonna try to be operationally efficient. We're gonna give the lion's share of the bill right back to the person doing the work the frontline worker yeah, and they're going to be more loyal. They're going to want to work for us for one thing. And then they're going to be more loyal because they know that we are being transparent with that. Transparency is one of our core values and um, be, uh, be transparent and trust are, are, is one of our core core values. And so from the get go, we said, no, we're going to let the client know, here's what we're paying our person. Yeah, obviously they know what they're being billed at, right? But on the right. contrary, we right, said, right. they know that number. They know that number, right? But then on the contrary, we said we're going to let the 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 person that's doing the work know what they're being billed at, and a very low, consistent margin. But now, listen, the secret sauce, the the, the secret is how do you do that? Right. Because a lot of companies cannot operate on that kind of margin. So from the get go, we've used systems. We've used technology really to drive the efficiency in our company. And um, so I would say that's one of the things is that we we really truly do work to compensate people very fairly. And then we've got a family feel. I mean, we give flexibility, flexibility. We were given flexibility before the pandemic happened and people were able to work from home. And and I would tell you, I can't remember what year it was, Brett, but I want to say maybe five years ago that we um, won best, best workplace. And we, we got one of the special recognitions for workplace or, or work life balance yeah. and flexibility. So. And that's huge too, to focus on that for people. I mean, at companies to have that work life, we call it work life integration, you know, cause they, it's hard to really balance the two, as you know, right. To, to think about, well, if you had a bad day at home or a bad day at work, that stuff can come home with you. Right. So mm-hmm. how do we integrate those two to make it, to make it good? And, and so, and, and from what I know about you and what I've heard about you, you're a very positive person. Right. And so um, how do you lift up others 
because if you know if you just grab your cell phone, you can find enough negative news in the next thirty seconds to like destroy your entire week, right? If you let it let it go there. But how do you personally lift others up, whether that's at home or at work? What are you doing in that avenue? Yeah, that is a great question. Well, thank you for calling that out in me. That is when, if you've done strength finders, positivity yeah, is one yep. of my strengths. That's one of my top strengths. So thank Which you. I recommend everybody doing that. Read the book and do the test. It's amazing. Do it. I think it's $20, right? The book is $20. Yes, and right. at the very back, you've got a code. Yeah. Go and do strength finders. I think it's, it's powerful. Um, but I will tell you, there's a few non-negotiables for me, a few things that I do, Brett, that are non-negotiables. And one of those is I spend a quiet time every morning. That mm-hmm. is a non-negotiable for me. Now, sometimes I don't get as much time as I would like, but there is not a day that goes by that I am not spending time in the word of God. I am not spending time in prayer. I mean, I have to, I'm a big believer that we are mind, body, and soul. And so think about it this way. If I am taking care of my mind, I'm, I'm re I'm a voracious mm-hmm. reader. If I'm taking care of my soul, but I'm not taking care of my body, my body's going to break down, right? My body's going to break Absolutely. down. Absolutely. But if I'm not taking care of my soul, my soul is going to break down and I am not going to show up as the best version of me. And so for me, it is critical for me to start my day that way. And it truly doing that really, truly centers me. And, um, you know, the more that I can pour in that way, the more that's going to pour out. And I'm going to, I'm going to recognize the other thing that I I do believe too, if you don't center yourself that way, um, you're going to miss those opportunities too to speak a word of life into somebody and um, you know, to see those opportunities where you can lift other people up. But yeah, that's, that's a great question. So that's a, that's solid right there. So mind, body, and soul. So I, to, to continue that, I think mind is obviously you said you're reading, right? So you're spending time reading. All I do time. it every single day and um, you've got all these great books behind you, all these behind me that you can't see. My deal is 10 pages a day, right? If I read 10 pages a day, that's at least 24 to 25 books a year. Uh, you know, multiply that over four, that's a hundred books, right? If you're reading a hundred books and I'm not reading anything, there's a much better likelihood that you're going to win in life, whatever that win looks like for you, if you're reading, right? So that's your mind, your body. I'm assuming that means just movement, right? Whether that's going for a walk, it's, it's eating the right stuff. It's a little bit of exercise, whatever it may be. That's my body. My soul is the quiet time. And here's where I want to drill in on that a little bit is that's your faith as well. But that quiet time, I call it strategic think time. And I do it for a couple hours on Thursdays with a journal on me and no technology. And I've done it since August of 2005. That is the hardest thing I think for people to do that are busy go-getters. I struggle with it at first. And I share that with tons of people now and they, they struggle with it to actually slow down. So I'll be quiet here in a second, but how do you do that? Because is it tough for you? early on and now you learned it? It's so tough. It is so tough for me because I am an activist. I am a doer. I, I mean, I've been described Brett as the energizer bunny. (laughs) I just go, go, go. My mind goes, goes, goes. Um, yeah, I just, there's a book by Gordon McDonald that I'm reading right now called ordering your private world. 
And this is not, this is not unique to me and you, Brett. This is, this is human beings. He said, one of the hardest things for human beings to do is to be in silence and solitude. But it is, it is one of the hardest things to do, but I guarantee you that people that are successful in life, they will find that silence and solitude just to have, I kind of call it having a meeting with yourself. Um, and you can't cancel that meeting. You and people do, but you should not cancel, don't that, meeting. cancel that meeting. No, this is where you, um, and, and whatever my, my quiet time looks like reading the scripture. That's I read the Bible and I'm not just, I I'm glad that you mentioned journaling. That's another one of my principles. I'm a huge journaler. Um, I don't know how many journals I have, but yeah. you know, people think, Oh, you know, journaling, I guarantee you though, if you will get into practice and the habit of doing this, it is so powerful because there is, I've got, um, a friend, Steve Morris, that was a, um, he was a, a designer of award-winning yachts, you know, and, oh. and he actually, he actually teaches kids. He goes in and does, I can't think it's called Lego Serious, where you use Legos to open up the creativity. There is something, there's scientific research that shows, Brett, that when you put pen to paper, it gets your thoughts in a more clear, it helps you clarify for one thing. For sure. Sometimes, um, you know, as leaders, boy, do we need clarity in our thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That pen to paper is so important. Just, um, it can be what you're, what you're thinking about. What are your questions? What revelations have you had? Because I guarantee you, unless you are like some sort of genius, Next week, you're going to forget those things. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've thought about you, but I find when I write it down too, then it, it's like a brain tattoo. I mean, I can remember like almost could shut your eyes and say, okay, I know that's going to be on the left side of the journal and here, here's where it's at. It helps me remember it more often. And then I go back and read all my journals through Christmas and New Year's. And so it, uh, I think it's just, it, it, people probably get tired of hearing me talk about it on here, but I, I think it's so important to spend that alone time with yourself. And, and we can talk kind of war stories, if you will, on what we've learned in our podcast. You know, you've got this podcast, uh, something extra. You've been doing it since 2018. I've been doing mine since 2017. The learning has been phenomenal. But one thing I hear a lot is this right here, setting down by yourself, having that meeting from people that, you know, Dr. Tim Everline, who you know runs Sightman Cancer Center. I mean, he's got basically five full-time jobs, I always tease with him. Quiet time every day, right? right. You, right. CEO, founder of a massive company, 350 employees, quiet time every day. It's right? a non-negotiable. Right? It is. And you can give me every excuse in the world, right? Why you shouldn't do that. Oh, I've got this email. I've got that thing going on or this email I've got to respond to or that, that client or that employee or the list goes on and on, but yet it's non-negotiable for you. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, What do you do to work on the business versus just in the business? Ah, that's a good question. And that is something that's, that people have trouble with too, right? Yeah. There's always more to do. Well, okay. So let me just, I'll, I'll go back and I'll give your listeners a principle here. And not that you have a lot of husband, wife teams that listen, 
But if you do, I mean, this principle um, really does apply either way. But Greg and I very early on read, I have to tell you, we didn't always do it right. We talked business all the time, strategy. Yeah. We'd be on vacation. We're talking strategy. We're walking in the evening. We're talking strategy. And um, so several years ago, we said, we're not going to do that anymore because it's all consuming. There's never, never enough, you know, you, you can just go on and on and on um, with that. And so what we did was we set up a principle where we said, we're going to have weekly meetings with one another just like we would with any of our other employees. We're going to do that during the business hours. So every Friday, he and I sit down on Friday afternoons and we talk and we work on the business. So we, we said, that. where are we, you know, what, what is our strategy need to look like for next week, for next quarter? Um, and we have done that now for several years. It was a game changer for us. And, and uh, is that scheduled the same time every Friday? Friday, again, kind of non-negotiable. It is a non-negotiable. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is scheduled the same time every Friday. Now, sometimes I will tell you we'll have to shift it maybe an hour because there may be a client meeting that we just, that it's critical that we be there. But um, I would say 98% of the time, it's it's a scheduled meeting. It's there. It's there. Just like it's there. Yes. Hopefully it's not Friday afternoon. If he's a big golfer, you may, you know, may want to miss some golf and stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like the weather's getting nice. If you know, I look forward for that in a few months when we can get back outside. It's a little chilly now, but we're we're still we're doing all right. What um what do you do to stay in the moment? Right. I mean, you've got, you know, children, you've got uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I think you called yourself right as you get this grandchild. I mean, again, all the work stuff, the podcast stuff, all the charitable stuff you're doing that's another whole podcast we could talk about. The boards and the charity work that you do is amazing. Um, how do you stay in the moment and enjoy the journey? Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I will tell you, I have not perfected this yet, but I, I am trying. I truly am. So if I am with my family, I mean, I'm trying not to look at my phone, um, you know, just enjoying. I, I'll give you, um, a, for instance, a few weeks ago, it was so much fun because I don't know if you've read, uh, Brett, I know you're a big reader too. I'm trying to think who wrote this. I think it was Greg McCallan that wrote. Yeah, Essentialism. Right, Essentialism. Yes, yeah. Essentialism. And then the other book I love is The One Thing. Yeah. You read The One Thing? Yeah, by Jay Papazan. Oh, my word. I love that book. He's a guy you need to get on your podcast. I had him on my podcast. He was awesome. Jay. Oh, good. Well, maybe you can make that happen for Absolutely. me. I love that book, The One Thing. But, you know, really, you've got all of these different things pulling at you. Right. You got your family, yep. you got your business, you've got your um, the community, as you had alluded to. There's a lot there. But it's like, what is that one thing that you could do? So a few weeks ago, my um, my aunt, who is now she just celebrated, gosh, her 94th, no, 95th birthday. <laughs> That's incredible. 
And the, my aunt was known for this one strawberry cake. Well, I started a couple of years ago with our grandson baking with him. So I had said um, a few weeks ago, I'm like, sorry, we're going to bake this strawberry cake for the family. And uh, it's a great learning thing, right? You know, because you got to measure everything out and he's learning to crack eggs and all of it. <laughs> But it was just so much fun, Brett. And I just, you know what? I just blocked out the world. I'm like, this is Sawyer's time. You know, this is, if the phone rings, I'm not answering it, you know. Um, it it has to be really intentional. I will tell you, this is the funny thing on that. So I had him put on an apron. And he puts on this apron. And he's like, yeah, yeah, is this really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> this is necessary. Come on. This is really necessary. And I said, yes, this is necessary. You know, but uh, I mean, I've just thought back to that day and it was just so much fun, but it was all about Sawyer. Yeah. All about him. And so that kind of thing does not happen there without intentional thought. Yeah. That's exactly what I was just getting ready to say. You said it a little bit ago is be intentional. I think that's what we've got to do is, and I'm guilty of that, right? You get home and you do look at the phone and, and you do check that one more email. And it's like, gosh, why am I doing that? You know? And, and I think, but to your point, we have to be intentional. So is it putting the phone on my nightstand you know, when I get home? Is it making the rule? I'm not going to pull it out of my pocket, you know, like whatever it may be, we, just, we do to your point, we got to be intentional about that stuff. Right. Um, and that, that's huge. And, and so you, and you mentioned it earlier too, is, clarity and, and Robin Sharma is the author. I love the, the book, the leader who had no title. If you've never read that book, I would you know buy it tonight. It, it's phenomenal. It. You had no title. And he talks about in there is clarity precedes mastery, right? If you want to master something, we have to have clarity on it. I can't just show up whether it's baking a cake, right? They'd be like, Hey, Sawyer, you're nine. You're going to bake a cake. Okay. What do I need? Right. The clarity in that deal is to break it down to that level is your grandma who's 95 years old, probably in her handwriting, right? Wrote it down. You need this many eggs. You need this many ounces to your point of measuring it. Right. And so why are we not doing that with our life? Why are we not doing Sunday night planning for the week or daily planning for the week or 90 day focus? All these things we've got to do it. So thoughts about that when you hear me say that. That is huge, Brett. That is huge. Several years ago, I read Michael Hyatt's book, Living Forward, and there's other ones out there. I'm not, I'm not, I don't get a commission from Michael Hyatt. (laughs) He was the, uh, the publisher for Thomas Nelson publishing for, uh, years of the CEO for Thomas Nelson, but he wrote this book, Living Forward, and I love it because it's a framework. And I always say, we have strategic plans for our companies. Why don't we have a strategic plan for our life? And um, I had said before, mind, body, soul, I think about like buckets. And so he calls it accounts. So you have accounts. So Mm. you have, you know, your faith, you have your health, you have your family, you have your business, you have your community, you have, um, you know, maybe if you're involved in some sort of ministry, but you have all these different accounts. And what I did was I broke, even in my relationships, I broke it down by child. So we have, uh, obviously I have my husband, Greg, we have three children, Jordan, Paige and Allie. I have an account for each of them. And then of course now I've got, you know, I've got Sawyer. And so you, you basically kind of take a snapshot. Where am I right now with this relationship? 
And you can just do, you know, write a couple of sentences about that. Where do you want to be at the end of your life? What do you want that person to say about how you showed up in their life? And then you basically take tactics, you know, maybe you need to spend more quality time with that person. Maybe you need to get into their world a little bit more. Um, you know, my, my, my son, Jordan, um, he is, um, he is 29, but he's had literally bread. I'll just tell you, he's had about five different careers already, you know, and he's still trying to figure <laughs> it all out. <laughs> Yeah. Some of your listeners may be able to relate to that, uh, but he's had about five careers, but right now he's really into health and wellness. So he's, you know, going down the whole health wellness uh, track and wants to be a health wellness coach. And so last week he's been doing the hot yoga and he's like, mom, do you want to go to hot yoga to detox? You know, and I go, you know, so I'm, to be honest with you, I wasn't really excited about going to hot yoga, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go with him. I'm going right. to go with him so that I can get in his world more. And, um, you know, and I will say, hey, listen, if you haven't done the hot yoga, you got to go do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a detox yoga very close to us. And and it was a workout, let me tell you. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Well, yeah. I think that's great. I love that relationship account. I mean, I, I just wrote that down as, you know, I've got this planner thing I'm making, going to turn it into a book. And, and that's something I'm going to add to that. And so I'm going to steal that. I'll give you credit. And yeah, uh, well, give Michael Hyatt credit. The relationships um, of, you know, my yeah. wife and kids individually, I think, right? I kind of lump them all together. Yes. Yeah. Individually. Because what, guess what, Brett, they're all different. You know that. I they mean, one of my children yeah. are different. They have a different love language. Um, if you haven't done that for your listeners, I had Dr. Gary Chapman on my podcast. Oh, yeah. I believe read the five love languages. I'm telling you, if you have not taken your family through that, that is an awesome exercise, yeah. awesome exercise, um, to do and making sure that you're loving them the way they receive love. I love that. <laughs> To write her down, or that's a good book. I need to get him on as well. Um, talk to us about um, your fears. Okay, did, I, I don't know if you have that. Obviously, a faithful person. I think we all put fears in our minds, whether it's for personal reasons or at work, whatever it may be. But how many of the fears you put in your mind actually blew up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? Very few. Yeah. Very few ever do. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I don't know if your listeners are, have, or have you read Dr. Jason Selk's books, Brett? Yes. Yeah. Oh. From which the uh, Relentless Solutions Focus, his newest one is phenomenal. And uh, we just connected probably, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago he was on. So he's been on two or three times on the show. He's, he's good. He's really good. Yes. He is so good. I've had him on mine as well. You know, and he says that we have what ten to sixty-five thousand thoughts a day. Eighty percent of those yeah. are negative, and you have these fears, and most of them never even come. But yeah, I have fears. I mean, I have fears that, you know, am I spending my time the way I need to be spending my time? Um, am I messing? You know, I remember thinking earlier on, am I messing my kids up? Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? Um, are we making the right decisions for the future for technology partners? We all know that, you know, things change, right? That is the one constant is change. And especially in technology, uh, it's constant change. 
right? Yeah. So are we pivoting correctly? Are we positioning ourselves to be future proof? I mean, you know, there's all of these fears. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, listen, you know, we, we have to, you got to do the work. I mean, one of the beliefs I have, right, and I'm sure you do too, is hard work works. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, a, a guy told me a long time ago, he said, work only comes before success or success only comes before work in the dictionary. I thought, man, that is so true, right? You got to work to be successful. And again, you define success. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, yeah, sure. I have those fears, but listen, we're just, you just do the best that you know to do. And then seriously, I go to my knees. I mean, I'm constantly praying over these things too, praying for clarity of thought that, that the cobwebs in your mind will be removed so that you are clearly thinking about whatever it is, the situation that you're facing. So. Talk to us about the, uh, the spring of 2017. You kind of got an invite to this little place. It's a, it's a certain house. It's called the White House. And <laughs> yeah. uh, not everybody gets to go there. And uh, that had to be an amazing experience. It was such an amazing experience. Such an amazing experience. VP Pence was here, I, I think, in that earlier um, I want to say January or February, and there were 10 business people that were invited to that round table. And so okay. I had just a little bit of time with him, just a little bit of time, but I guess it made a little bit of an impression because then he goes back and when they were looking, um, President Trump and Ivanka and VP Pence was really looking to houses to support women-owned businesses. Yeah. And so they invited 10 business women business owners from across the country to come to the white house and i'll tell you a funny story so i was out with a client on this wednesday this particular wednesday the white house calls the office and asks for me well the the person that took the call thought i was being punked oh for sure like, oh, hey, line one is the White House. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so they said, no, we'll we'll be sending an email later on tonight to Lisa. We want her to come to the White House on Monday for this discussion. Yeah, you're like, and, wow. Wow. And so sure enough, Brett, yeah, get an email. And it was legit. And this is the funniest thing. And you're going to think that I was just a quacky or something, but I remember saying to Greg, I'm not sure. Do you think I should go? I'm really not sure. Really? What do I have to offer? You know, should I really go? And Greg, Greg was the one he's like, Lisa, you've got to be kidding me. He said, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Absolutely. You need to say, yes, I will go. And, um, you know, there was probably fear there, right? For sure. Fear going, Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Um, and, uh, you know, but, but sometimes we have to just put that fear aside and say, no, you know, if they ask you to do something, if someone asks you to do something, it's because they think you can do it. For sure. That's great. That's so good. Don't be the the person that says, no, I cannot do that. And then that old saying said, if you say I cannot do it, then guess what? I believe you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But Greg really encouraged me. And I said, well, will you go with me? And so we kind of made a little weekend out of it. Absolutely. 
And um, yeah, so you get to the White House, you check in. I'm 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 Lisa Nichols. I'm here to see the President of the United States. You walk in, right? I'm assuming you, you have, so what's that even like? Obviously, I've, I've never been to uh, the White House. It was it was the craziest thing. So I will tell you, over the weekend, and we're in DC, but over the weekend, I am prepping. I'm preparing because I'm For a big sure. person that says, you know, fail. I had an old Marine boss that Brett, I, one of the best bosses I ever had, that he would always say, failing to prepare is preparing to fail, you know, and he would just make sure that you were prepared for sales calls and, and uh, presentations and things like that. And so I did prep. I did prep because I'm like, I have no idea what all we're going to talk about, but I, I want to make sure that I um, have a little bit of preparation. So, yeah, so we, we were to be at the, um, the Roosevelt room. It was going to be in the Roosevelt conference room, and we had to be there like at 10 o'clock because we had to go through security. Right. So it was a, an hour of security. Then we had from 11 to 12. And literally it was um, we had a handler that came in and said, now, when President Trump comes in the room, everybody rise, you know, and just giving us the etiquette of sure. it all. Right. But, Brett, this is the funny story. So she had said, now, listen, we only have an hour and we're talking about what are the challenges that women businesses go through? How can the how can the administration support? What can we do? And she said, so there's 10 women in the room. And of course, Ivanka was there, VP Pence, uh, President uh, Bush, uh, President Trump at the time, and then some of his people. So there were a lot of people in the room. So she said, now listen, when you're going around and introducing yourself, don't like go on and on because we want to make sure sure. that, you know, we have enough time to really talk about the issues. So I was the second person in line. And, you know, I just said something like, I'm Lisa Nichols, co-founder, CEO of Technology Partners, a full-service IT firm, headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, and, and that's all I said. And so, but then, like, two ladies down, this woman, I mean, she just went on and on and on. You're like, oh, <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, wow. I mean, I'm a very passionate person. You know, 99.9% of the time, I'm very passionate about technology and what we do. And I was like, gosh, President Trump is going to think I'm just not really that excited about our business or whatever. And so our kids later said, but mom, because it was on CEN and everything, CNN, um, our kids later said, but mom, maybe because you followed the rules, you will get asked back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, but I'll, you know what? I also think that's confidence. Do you think? I mean, if we have to go on and on and on and on about it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's what I think. Right. What it a cool experience! Awesome. It was a cool experience, and that hour, Brett, went through. It went by like yeah. I bet you wanted like more. Like I want five more hours of this. This would be incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. It was. It'll be a, an opportunity that you know. Hopefully, I'll never forget. Yes. Absolutely. A um, couple more questions. Um, so how do you get outside of your comfort zone? I call it the comfort zone callus, right? This circle, we go to the edge of it and we bounce back because the middle is warm and fuzzy and, and all this stuff. And we start to build this callus that we can't bust through. So how do you bust through it and get out of your comfort zone? Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it with a caveat. I say yes to things 
even if they yeah. don't feel super comfortable. So a few years ago, I got appointed by the governor to be on the Missouri Technology Corporation Board. And this is really where we are putting seed money and money into startups and things. And they're presenting their pitches to us. And then we're going through that due diligence. And, and quite truthfully, I've never done that. Now, I've been on the other side obviously of us, but I've never really done that. But, you know, I mean, saying yes to things, even if you, you don't have experience and, um, you know, I, I will say yes to things, but I'm going to, I'm going to say that with a caveat because what I have learned part of who I am, Brett, I can tend to be a people pleaser which what how that translates into and fleshes out in life is that you say yes everything you don't want to disappoint people and and let me just say that is a slippery slope and that is a trap that you do not need to get into because you know if you're not putting boundaries around your time and your energy you're going to be living somebody else's life and i don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that right so i'm i'm Saying that, I know it sounds double, double edged, but you got to protect your yes too. And I learned that as I've gotten older. Um, and that's so powerful too. I mean, you hear, you know, people talk Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos, whoever they talk about that is the, the power of no, yes. you know, and I think as leaders you do, you get asked so many things and I'm guilty of it over the years to your, to your point, you want to make everybody happy. So then I'll say, yes. Now that's done a lot of good too, because I'll say yes and just go. And then you make things happen and you learn as you go. Um, but there's some times where it can be a time suck. And so you gotta be very careful. So that, that's a focus of mine. So um, what, any major learnings you've had from this pandemic? I mean, has that taught you anything from a business side as a leader, you know, as, as a parent, anything? No, oh, goodness gracious. There's a lot, really. There's a lot. Um, I think I've always been an empathic person, but just knowing that this has been so hard on so many people, it's just, I've, I've learned more empathy. I've learned that, you know, really it is people, people that matters most, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, I, I had a lot of fun gardening, I, you know, I got into some things that maybe I wouldn't have got into otherwise and just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think really, I, and I think also at the very beginning of the pandemic, and I'm sure you're the same way, Brett, but we are go, go, go. I've said before yeah. that I'm an activist. I'm kind of, I have been described as the Energizer Bunny and <laughs> it really forced us, right, to slow down. I don't ever want to hop on that hamster wheel again. I don't ever want to get on that where I feel like I need to be at this gala and I need to be at this networking event. No, if it works, I will do it. But you know, we, you got to put some boundaries around that. And um, you know, what really matters at the end of the day is, is just people. And um, yeah. That's good. That's good. It was, I mean, I have four kids and my kids are younger, so they are constantly, we're going to games and different things. And, it was amazing, right? I mean, it was a lot of bad, 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 bad happened. Um, but that was a nice kind of a reboot for family time, right? Oh, Games, yeah. dinners at home, all those things. It was, yeah, it was lots incredible. Lots of board games. Yeah, yeah, lots of board games, lots of dinners, lots of cooking together. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that we do not 
I hope we don't lose sight of that, Brian. Yep. Yeah. Really do. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Well, where can our listeners find more of Lika? Uh, Lika. Lika. Uh, Lisa Nichols. Lika. Uh, Lika. That's your new name, Lisa. Lisa Nichols. Where can our uh, listeners find more of you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, go to the Technology Partners website. It's uh, the URL is www.technologypartners.net. Okay. Um, and so the podcast is there, but the podcast, something extra, if you haven't listened to that, the inspiration for that was our youngest daughter, Allie. And, um, like Brett, I'm talking to leaders from all walks of life and I learn from these leaders, but we're just talking about their leadership journeys and their insights. And so that podcast is on every major platform that you can find it on Apple and you can find it on Google and, and Spotify and all major platforms. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit about me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So Perfect. if you want to connect, please reach out to me. I love connecting to, with people. So, And you do actually do that because hence why we are here today. I reached out to you through LinkedIn, you know, you and so, yeah, and, reach and out. here we are. Yeah. So, and t- tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind. So I love the name, something extra. And you talked about the inspiration behind that, your daughter, Allie. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, okay. So our youngest daughter, Allie, and I post a lot about Allie. Allie's our youngest daughter. She's 26. She is a little girl with Down syndrome. And I will tell you, she has been one of my greatest teachers in life, Brett. I have learned more from this little girl, just about how to live, how about how to live in the moment, talking about mm-hmm. living in the moment. I need to let you get Allie on the podcast yeah. so you can ask her, how do you live in the moment? I mean, it's really whatever is in front of her is what she's focused on um unless it's getting close to dinner time she may be thinking about food you know but, uh, that's that's the only time when you you may see a little distraction from Allie but um I just learned so much from this girl about love unconditional love of people um she just has all these something extra she scientifically has an extra 21st chromosome that's what makes her down syndrome that's why you often will hear it uh, referred to as trisomy 21. It's because there's three 21st chromosomes. Um, But when you get to know her, she's got lots of something extras. And so really the inspiration was her. And so the marketing, our marketing team back in 2018 said, Lisa, you know, you really, you could put a podcast out there and call it something extra. Yeah, that's incredible. The something extra that every leader needs. And um, that's, yeah, that was the precipice for it. And, uh, yeah, she continues to be an awesome teacher for me to this day. And I do a lot of posts about her. Yes. And I love those posts. So keep those things going because it's they're definitely inspirational and shows all sides of you. That's It's amazing. So I am very thankful that you're with me today. Tons of takeaways. Uh, we talked about a lot of books. We talked about uh, all sorts of stuff. Your comfort zone. Um you know, staying in the moment, enjoying the journey, the business side, going to the White House. I mean, amazing stuff, amazing stories today. So Lisa, it was great having you and thanks for being on the circuit of success. Thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun, Brad. Good luck to you with everything you're doing. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com.
This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.